recorded. All right. Hey, everybody. How are we doing? My name is Claire Bartlett. I'm the USTA Southern TSR for Tennessee, and you're watching and listening to Me and My Racket. It's a show about Tennessee professionals sharing their passion, purpose, and connecting over the sport we all know and love. And today on the show, we have and Ryan Littman. How are you all doing? Good. Thanks, Claire. How are you? Doing great. Well, you all, I'm going to uh, read a quick bio for our listeners. So everybody, Ian is now in his 16th season as the head coach of Vanderbilt men's tennis program. He is one of the most experienced coaches in college tennis with 40 total years of coaching experience, 35 of those years in college tennis, and 13 of those years were at the University of Florida, go Gators, and seven at his alma mater, the University of Miami. He was also ranked in the top 300 on the ATP Tour in doubles and top 500 in singles. And Ryan Littman, Ryan is entering in his fourth season as an assistant coach for Vanderbilt. Previously, Ryan coached the season as the assistant for Auburn University. During his playing career at Vanderbilt with Ian as his head coach, Ryan was the first three-time All-American and premier SEC Freshman of the Year. In August 2014, Ryan became the winning player in Vanderbilt tennis history, amassing 174 combined singles and doubles. Ryan, welcome to the show. Thank you, Claire. Yeah, yeah. Well, how have you all been doing? How have things been going the last few months and what's going on right now? Ian, you want to start? <laughs> yeah, it's um, been a, the most of my life. Um, we came to work on a Thursday morning. Uh, getting ready for practice, and, and we had a match against Arkansas um, that Saturday. It was mid-March, and suddenly um, we found out that essentially our season had been aborted, and that evening we had our final team dinner, and everybody said goodbye to each other, and people started scattering all over the globe. And... Uh, you know, today is only the fourth time that I've been back in my office in five So it's been just an incredible, uh, incredibly crazy uh, summer. Um, obviously, we've been encouraged to not come to campus and to work uh, remotely. Um, so I'm, I'm glad to be here and uh, I'm looking forward to actually getting back to work because uh, this not doing anything is absolutely exhausting. Yeah, it's tough. Ryan, do you have any other thoughts on that too? <laughs> not really. Pretty much hit the nail on the head. It's been a it's been a long five months. I mean, we have just been doing a whole lot of nothing, and we are anxiously awaiting September seventh when we can start practice again. Yeah, well, that's awesome. Well, yeah, I hope that comes soon enough. <laughs> yeah. Well, um. Well, so I want to dive into a little bit of your tennis stories and how you all got started and like got in, in your profession. And, you know, you both have um, playing and extensive coaching careers. So, Ian, do you want to start telling us a little bit about your story? Yeah, so I was born in South Africa and, um, you know, uh, I was one of those kids that the big sports in South Africa are rugby, track and cricket. And I wasn't any good at rugby or track and, and uh, started playing uh, a, a, a sport called tennis set, which is sort of a, a mini version of tennis and sort of uh, soon realized that I had an affinity for it and I was pretty good at it. And, and my friends who were better rugby players and 
and runners than I was, um, I could beat them at, at that. And so I picked up tennis and, you know, um, became one of the best juniors in South Africa and then got a scholarship to the University of Miami to play college tennis in the 70s. That's way before any of you guys were even born. And, uh, yeah, I, I um, went to uh, uh, undergraduate and graduate school at the University of Miami, uh, played for about two and a half years, long enough to realize that I wasn't really going to make it as a player on tour. And, and uh, I got very lucky. Um, I was in graduate school getting my MBA and the women's tennis coach at the University of Miami abruptly retired and they asked me if I would get the team through the season. And um, we ended up getting to the quarterfinals of the NCAA that year. And they asked me after the season if I wanted to uh, take over the program permanently. And I said, yes, I, I never really uh, had intentions of coaching, but I found that I loved it. And so that, you know, that was uh, 40 years ago and the rest is history. Yeah, well, that's awesome. That's great. Ryan, what about you? Um, yeah, so I got into it super early. I was like two years old. My mom and dad would go out to the courts and they would be playing tennis and they would bring uh, my older brother and, and myself down to the courts and they would just, you know, feed us balls and we would hit as we could, as, as best we could. Um, and that's how I got into it. And then we started playing a lot of ping pong as we were, you know, four, five, six, seven years old. Yeah. And developed some hand-eye coordination doing that and um, couldn't couldn't see over the table so I had to stand on a stool at five years old to, to um, but my yeah, my parents just brought us out to the courts at a young age and we got into it that way but uh, I, I really fell in love with it when I was like 13 years old that's when I really took it very seriously and decided that's that's kind of the path I wanted to go down um, and got a scholarship Vanderbilt and played for Ian and um, loved it and I got to redshirt one year in college because uh, I was hurt and then that year I, I fell in love with with coaching because I got to be on the court with the guys and I got to be a student assistant coach for that year and, and I learned a lot about um, what it took to be a coach and um, pretty much decided that was the path I wanted to, to take and uh, after I graduated Vanderbilt I, I went to Auburn and coached there for a year and then got the opportunity to come back and be in the system decision to come back yeah, yeah that's great good deal well so um you know as we were kind of talking a little earlier you said September 7th is the time you all get to come back and be at work so what is the fall looking like for you all I know I, mean, I imagine it's very different from you know previous falls yeah, um, the SEC voted um, this past week that that we can all um, we're limited to three events in the fall, and they um, voted that we compete within the SEC only um, because we're all um, following the same protocols for testing, and therefore we can assume that that we we are as safe as as we can possibly be. And uh, we have to play those three events between October the 1st and I think uh, November 14th. So yeah. um, we, we really already have our uh, fall season set. We're hosting a tournament here at Vanderbilt 
October 16th through the 18th. And then early in October, we're actually going to Auburn, Alabama for a tournament. And uh, in November, we're going to Tuscaloosa uh, to play um, at Alabama. So that'll be our fall. Yeah. Okay. Well, good deal. And then another thing that's kind of strange about the fall is not only this little short format, but as soon as our kids go home for for Thanksgiving break, they're they're home for the oh, rest of the yeah yeah that the semester's over, so they're not coming back until the season would start in January. Yeah. Well, yeah. The the, the semester's not really over, but they'll they'll continue right their classes online after that. Um, yeah. I guess the powers that be uh, correctly ascertained that it doesn't make sense for them to go uh, home for uh, a week and potentially pick up COVID and then come back to campus. So, um, yeah. Yeah, that's a smart move. <laughs> Sorry to correct you there. I, yeah. clo- I was close enough, right? Yeah, yeah right. Cool. Cool. <laughs> Yeah. Well, um, you know, when you are on court and off court with, with your team, um, what is your, both of your coaching philosophies, you know, what do you try to instill in, in um, the players you work with? Yeah. So from a very general perspective, Claire, um, you know, Ryan and I have so much synergy in the sense that we think the same way. Um, about the game and about you know our pursuit of becoming better in tennis but essentially you know our philosophy is that while we're trying to become greatest tennis players we also have to become better human beings and so um it's about the uh, a holistic approach to the game we have to you know learn how to be responsible how to be reliable we have to be honest and and um yeah all the qualities that make great human beings because very few of us are going to go on to play professional tennis and uh, many of us aren't even going to stay in the game so you know we have to be good fathers and good husbands and and good sons and good friends out there um as the years progress yeah definitely ryan as well i can't add on to that that's exactly what i'm talking about yeah i'm still learning what my personal philosophy is as a young coach and um you know it has helped me tremendously yeah yeah well so what are some memorable moments um you know that stand out to you all you know i i'm sure there are plenty as far as coaching now together and then you know when you had a coach player experience um so ryan do you want to speak to that first you have any that stand Um, out like a favorite memory like a story from yeah yeah story um yeah so so what i think many people don't know about ian is he's actually a low-key kind of a prankster and he can he can can play some pranks on his players every now and again so one i remember one time i don't even know if ian's gonna remember the story but we were in athens georgia it was my sophomore year and we're at the southern intercollegiates and it's the longest tournament in the history of tournaments like you're there from 6 a.m to midnight it's so we've had a long day at the courts and and we are going to our cars and you know you bring your 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 backpack and your computer and all that stuff to the courts because you're going to be there doing work and have a lot of downtime so uh i i guess had left my computer and my backpack in the car and so had my teammate alex and uh so we're going to the cars to get our stuff and we get the keys and 
we go to our car and there's nothing there. It's <laughs> gone. Like our our computer's gone, backpack's gone, and we are like, aha, funny guys, like really funny. So I called Jamie Hunt, who was our assistant at the time. He's like, no, this isn't a joke. I don't know what you're talking about. I think our car got broken into. Yeah. So, and I, so I believe him. So we end up calling the police, campus police. Oh and they end up coming down. And then Ian comes walking around and he's like laughing. And we, Alex and I are so mad. And he's got our backpacks and he's like, ah, I got you guys. Oh my goodness. So, wow. It took me to call the, the campus. It was, it was, it was so. It was really funny. We we laughed. We had a good laugh about it, but that's something that stuck out to me. Yeah, cool. Do you remember that, Ian? I do. <laughs> I I remember telling you guys over and over and over again, don't leave your computers and backpacks <laughs> in the car. And as a matter of fact, I think what ended up happening is I got to our minivan and somebody had not locked the, the van. It was open. That's what it was. That's what it was. Okay. I was like, okay. Yeah. I, done enough talking it's time to <laughs> teach a lesson yeah <laughs> oh my gosh we always locked the car and took our bags out yeah that's right you'll never forget that that's right, that's right. <laughs> ian do you have any others others that stand out to you yeah you know actually i thought ryan was going to tell this story one of my favorite memories and and you know i should say that that coaching ryan was an absolute pleasure and one of the great experiences of my life and you know, he, he, as he mentioned, he redshirted for a year. Um, a lot of people don't know this, but how many hip operations did you have? Three. Total? Three. Three. Ryan, three hip operations. And it was after one of these hip operations that we decided to redshirt him for a year. But uh, we, you know, obviously you get to host the SEC once every four, what's it, 12 or 14 years. Yeah. It's 14, and so we hosted the SEC. What year was that? Do you remember? My my senior year, so that would have been 2014. Yeah, so we hosted the SEC, and uh, we won our first round. I don't even remember against whom. And then you know. Auburn. Mm -hmm. And then we had Georgia in the, the quarterfinals, and we had a huge crowd here, obviously. And... Uh, played a great match and ended up Georgia was the defending champ and the number one seed. And there were a lot of funny little things that happened during the match that I remember, especially during the doubles part of it, that uh, Ryan's uncle was in the crowd and he had some friends of his with, with him and they were so loud that at some point the referee walked onto the court and said, if the, the fans can't tone it down some, we're going to have to award um, point penalties against the team that you're cheering for oh and his uncle and his friends stood up and in unison they started shouting go Georgia <laughs> um, and it was hilarious even Manny oh, Diaz cracked up laughing but anyway it was a yeah. it was a great match and we ended up beating Georgia that day at home and it was just wonderful to be able to to uh, share that with Ryan oh, yeah, yeah. That, was, that was a fun day that was yeah. a really fun <laughs> Yeah. Well, um, Ryan, it looks like, like Ian's doing something. But, yeah, I just I wanted to ask both of you, um, you know, 
with people looking to get into the industry, do y'all have any advice or suggestions, you know, for um, professionals or people looking to coach college? Um, anything, you know, best practices or advice about getting into the business? Ryan, you want to go first? Oh, man. Um, I First off, you have to have a passion for the game and you have to love it. Um, or else this isn't an industry for you. I mean, if you're trying to get into the college tennis world, um, the best way to do it is to try and, and be a volunteer coach at, at any program anywhere um, and just get your feet, your foot in the door and learn about what it takes to, to be a coach and what it takes to um, really try and mentor these, these young minds and, and shape them into the best humans that they can be. Um, but yeah, that would kind of be my best advice is to, to be a volunteer coach somewhere, try and learn and, and soak up as much information as you can. Yeah. Uh, if you're trying to college tennis route, because that's the only route that I that I know. Right, right, yeah. Ian, do you have any thoughts on? We we're just talking about like suggestions or advice for getting into the tennis industry, whether that's college coaching or you know teaching, or because um, there are a lot of different pathways. Hey, Ian. I'm oh. Like Especially in college, um, You're good now. you know, when I went to college, when I went to college, you know, many years ago, there were a lot of coaches who actually never played tennis. They were more like managers. And so uh, it's gotten so much more competitive because there are a lot of, uh, you know, kids who were great college tennis players who want to get into college coaching. And so Ryan is correct, um, you know, for, for many of them. The, the first step is to volunteer somewhere for a good program and then to move up the ranks and become an assistant and then eventually a head coach. Um, but as you correctly stated, I mean, the, you know, college tennis is just one facet of being in the tennis industry. And um, you can be a club pro, you can be uh, a high school coach. Um, you know, there are so many different things that you could do. I, I even... Uh, Talked to one of my former players, who now is a hitting coach uh, on the on the women's WTA tour, and so there are lots of opportunities for people who want to work hard and who want to learn. Um, you know, the one suggestion I always make to our players is uh, start a journal. If you're interested in having a career in tennis, start a journal, and every day. After practice, maybe write down two or three things that you were told by your coach that day that that appeals to you and that you think you want to remember. Yeah. Um, I also think it, it's a really smart thing to to start to network with other coaches. Um, uh, you know, we tell our players all the time how you behave on the tennis court, especially if you happen to lose, says something about who you are to not only your opponents but to opposing coaches. And if you conduct yourself in a positive and appropriate manner, you know, there may be some opportunities that come your way later on in life that you didn't even expect. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, um, changing gears a little bit and we'll start with Ryan on this one. Who have been your mentors or people that, you know, have an impact, have had an impact in, in your journey, in your life? Um, and, and on, you know, as well as Ian, cause I know. Yeah. <laughs> Ian. Yeah, for sure. As a as a younger player, um, built him. Uh, he he was my coach when I started playing at at six years old. He was my coach from six till 
I mean, he even volunteer coached when I was in college. So he, he really coached me for pretty much my entire career, um, or at least helped in, in, in that. But he, he was the most cerebral um, thinking coach in terms of like uh, X's and O's and philosophies. And like, I, I feel like I really learned, um, <clears throat> excuse me, all aspects of the game. I knew how to hit every single shot because of him. And he, that was his philosophy was, you know, you, you will be able to have a plan A, a plan B, a plan C, a plan D and, and down the line um, for every single situation that you could possibly find yourself in. So he was very instrumental in my, um, in my tennis. And then, and then obviously when I got to, to Vanderbilt, Ian became a, you know, humongous um, mentor of mine and coach and, um, I think the, the biggest thing for me about Ian was so much of my, of my tennis was, it was only tennis, right. With, with yeah. coach Tim, was awesome. But then when, when Ian got introduced to me, uh, it became much more about life and how my life and how I structure my life can affect my tennis. And that really dawned on me. And I, I feel like I really blossomed once I got to Vanderbilt and started to, um, take that approach and, that was huge for me. Uh, and that's something that I've learned from him and, and eternally grateful for. Um, but yeah, so those are the two biggest mentors in the game. Yeah. Ian, how about you? Yeah, I, um, was very lucky to play for one of the great coaches. Um, you know, and, and uh, Ryan talked about Bill Tim. I was coached by a very similar, uh, coach. His name was John Hamill. And, um, you know, we're still very good friends to this day. He's in his uh, uh, late 70s. But, um, you know, he also was a man who spent every day trying to learn more about the game and trying to be the best that he possibly could. And he expected a lot of us. And he was a tough taskmaster. And there were times when, you know, I, I, I didn't like him very much. Um, yeah. Um, he, he taught me an enormous amount and, um, yeah, and he, he instilled in, in us the value that if you're going to do this, you got to do it uh, as well as you possibly can. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It is interesting, Ian, that we have had very, we had very similar upbringings in, in terms of our coaching styles. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, we had a, a little coaches meeting the other day and one of the administrators you know said um we want we want officials to make sure that our players don't throw their rackets on the court and i just sort of chuckled and and she said well what, why are you laughing and i said there's there's none of that happened and yeah. you know that started with with not only bill tim and ryan's case but in in my case with john hamill i mean that just you know, it was sort of like the stories you hear about uh, Rafa Nadal and Uncle Tony. I mean, mm -hmm. you just, that's not something you do. You don't misbehave on the court. This is non-negotiable. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so, like, for me, it actually made it a really seamless transition from juniors into college because mm -hmm. Ian and, and Coach Tim had very similar philosophies about yeah. the game. So it was the easiest transition for me that it possibly could have been. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Very cool. Great.
Well, um, so what do you all like to do when you're not around tennis? I know y'all have had plenty of time, you know, like <laughs> with quarantine and everything. So um, what are your, you know, off-court passions and interests? Ian, you want to start? Yeah, um, Claire, I, I love to read. Um, and so I do an enormous amount of reading at any point in time. I'm probably working on two or three books. Um, it's what keeps me sane. Um, I also... Um, love to get out in the outdoors and the one good thing about this pandemic has been that we we have been able to go hiking and 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 been able to get out in nature which always um uh, i always feel better afterwards um and then i i also uh i am a a wannabe painter and so i i do quite a bit of uh, oil and acrylic painting in my spare time there's no wannabe there. He's a damn good painter. Yeah, I'm sure it's not just a yeah hobby. It's <laughs> he's a stud. Yeah. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan, what about you? What do you like to do? Um, Claire, I am obsessed with golf. Are uh, you so now? Okay, yeah. <laughs> I think I feel like if you're a tennis player and you quit playing tennis, like the yeah. the next is golf every tennis player gets into it I feel like <laughs> I am so far down the rabbit hole right now I'm I'm so obsessed so it's like when I'm not when I'm not working yeah. uh, I'm probably only or taking care of my you know my wife and my dog then yeah. I'm probably on the golf course so yeah. <laughs> golf course near you like pretty close uh yeah within 10 20 minute drive yeah. I can yeah. and get out there the problem is it takes so darn long to play it does, but uh, yeah, that's that's what I'm into now. And quarantine has provided a lot of time to play golf, so I've been a happy camper. Oh yeah, well, awesome, <laughs> well, good deal. Well, um, just lastly, you know, is there anything else you you all would like to talk about? Anything you like to promote? Um, you know, any projects you got going on, or anything about the team? What would you all like? Final thoughts? Uh, I don't know, Ian, if you have anything, but I just want to give a big shout out to Vanderbilt University and the, especially the athletics department and. Uh, what they've been going through um, during this pandemic and all the protocols and, um, you know, safety stuff that they've put into place for our kids to be able to come back. I think it, they've been working tirelessly for the last five months. And um, I just want to give a huge shout out to them and just say thank you for all the hard work that they've put in, because if they don't put that in, our kids aren't back and we're not, we probably don't have jobs and um, it could be a whole lot worse. Great. Ian? Yeah, I agree with that, Claire. Um, you know, uh, our athletes are not only uh, going through medical tests this week and getting EKGs and cardiac MRIs and things like that to make sure that they're uh, that it's safe for them to resume athletic activity, but um, you know, there are lots. Of, I I heard on NPR this morning that. There are 30 million people in our country who are unemployed. And so, you know, the fact that we have jobs and, and can support our families is huge. And so um, I'm just very grateful um, during this difficult time that uh, we have what we have. And I feel bad for the people who, who do not have what we have. And uh, in addition to that, I'd also like to say thank you to you for having us and, and uh, you know, uh, I think there are a lot of people who care about tennis who want to 
uh, stay involved and uh, we appreciate your efforts in that regard. Yeah, for sure. Well, thanks. Thanks. Sure. I really appreciate y'all coming on and, and sharing your experience and um, it's great, great to have you. <laughs> thank you, Claire. This awesome. is awesome. Yeah. And thank to you. Our, yeah, thank you. And to our viewers and listeners, thanks so much for tuning in. If you're on YouTube, you can like and subscribe down below. And we're on Facebook and Instagram, so y'all can check us out there. And uh, we're on Spotify, too. So if you don't have time to watch, you can always listen. So hope everybody has a great day, and we will talk to you later. Bye.